The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to FOFOP. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, number one's here. Guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony. Numero uno. Numero uno. And Hola. We, we were just, oh, was that uh, another language? This uh, is a uh, multilingual pol- podcast me, now? Me gusta basketball. <laughs> what does that mean? I like basketball. Okay. Well, do you like basketball though? No, you've lied to no, us I in do another like, language. I don't like the NBA, but I do like You like basketball. the game of basketball. Yes. Right. Okay. So we were just talking uh, about your show off air. Yes. That you're going to be doing at Melbourne. Yeah, hopefully, unless something horrible happens, that's the plan. Right, so, and we were talking about the, the idea of, like, because you're expressing a few truths about your life. I am. Uh, particularly, I have to tackle a, something I've never talked about, which is my father growing up. People always get really bummed out when they hear my story. My right. real story is like, oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> Really? Couldn't your life be more entertaining? I mean, I came here to have fun. Come on, man. So I, I've never tried to tackle it. But now I think I'm at a point where I can sort of stand back and like stand back from the material and sort of report on it right. as opposed to emotionally being involved in right. it. Right. You're like, uh, you're, you're talking about a character, but it's right. you. Right. But it's me. Based on a real story. Based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Batman. Um, so. One of the the two stories that I want to talk about are the one where my dad brought a date home. Also, by the way, Batman would have an excellent one-hour show. Oh my god, Can his show imagine? would be fucking amazing. Can you imagine? And then I got a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, when we first came out and he did the first twenty on his parents dying outside the opera I thought maybe this isn't the show for me but when he got to the shit about the cave I was like I am in this is good stuff I mean the twist is amazing I mean it's great and his penguin material incredible like, I mean, I've seen guys do penguin stuff before but he really fucking nailed the penguin and the riddle had me I didn't know right. what the riddle was who was it who would have known that the doctor was a woman <laughs> So you've got to talk about a couple of things. So the two things I want, the two stories I want to tackle, and who knows if they'll even work, but one is how my dad brought a date home. What do you mean? I mean, my dad was married to my mom, uh-huh. and we were having a dinner, uh-huh. and he brought a date home. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> So my mom cooked dinner right. for my dad and a woman who was eventually going to become his wife. Hang on. What, whoa. Uh. <laughs> Back up, Batman. Right. right. Uh, was your mom aware that this guy was your dad's dad? Halfway through the dinner, she became aware of what was happening. What do you mean? She said... Because, How old are you at this stage, by the uh, way? I think I'm f- six. And do you have brothers and sisters? I have one sister. 
who's younger or older? Older, than you? two years older. Okay. So this woman came over with her kids because they had been working on a uh, campaign for a congressman. Right. Right. I mean, sexy. Yeah. Power. What sex. happens on the campaign stays on the campaign. Right. That's right? what I. Yeah. I mean, unless you break up a family and get married. Right. <laughs> so they. So she's coming over for dinner. He wants this woman to meet the family. Right. Oh, well, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> well, he's a gentleman. He's a family guy. <laughs> he wants to say to her, you know what I value most of all? Family. Right? You're Just not to yours. Right. But look how good of having a family is. Someone cooks for you. It's fantastic. Right. Yeah, you should do this. So he, uh, she had three kids from her previous marriage. So they came over. And we, oh, they all came over. Yeah. Oh, great. And we were all playing. What a great night. Great night, right? And then my mom, I talked to her later. Your dad's like, do you like playing with these kids? <laughs> How much you like playing How with these kids? How much do you like playing with these kids? You want to do a little swap where we just kind of switch houses? Oh, wait. I'm going to switch houses. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, yeah. My mom said halfway through dinner, she was like, oh, my God, I'm cooking for my husband and he's on a date. Because she went in and looked at them and they were just like flirting with each other and like touching each other. And she's right. like, they clearly fucked. And then he thought, because he's insane, he right. thought he could just get away with bringing her over. So it wasn't to come over and sort of say, hey, we're dating. I'm sorry. No, it was like. This will be fine. It was like, I hey, should invite the woman that I'm fucking over to my wife's house to <laughs> meet my family. I assume that's the thought process, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I like her so much, I want to fuck her. Right? I figure the rest of my family are going to at least like her a bit. I mean, if I want to fuck her, right. then these guys are going to love her. They will She's love her. great. And I fuck my wife, so right. if I'm fucking somebody else, they should get along. I mean, essentially, doesn't that, that, that makes them your wife. Yes, I believe my so. My penis made her my wife, so right. my penis can make anyone my wife. Yeah, that's how penises work. That's a, <laughs> they're wife makers, that's what we call them. Yeah, so... Would you like to see my wife maker? <laughs> Get on Snapchat, and Very I will show you a picture so. of my wife maker. You know what? I'm just going to send you a picture of my wife maker. Yeah. Yeah, right just a- an email. Yeah. <laughs> just or a randomly. Text. Yeah. Hello, yeah. wife maker. <laughs> Badoink. So anyway, so that happened. And Well, that's something. Yeah, that's a, that should be an okay story, yeah, I would think. I would think so. And then the other one, I don't, it's not really a story. The, I, the idea is that every, so after my parents got divorced, uh-huh. every. Also, oh, it didn't work out for them? No, apparently that? it didn't work out. Oh, okay, I mean, right. Here's the crazy thing. When you bring home a date, yeah. often it affects your other relationships. So that is, I mean, they were different times. Yeah, they were different they times. They were different times. I mean, that's when people were a little uptight. Right. Um, so then they did get divorced. Uh-huh. And then every Sunday. Did he ask her to cater that as well? <laughs> She can did, you make she, that? Can you make that same meal? That uh, oh my god, that chicken you made. That chicken was you great. made was that chicken you made brought us together, right. and I would like you to make that at our wedding. That would be awesome, but he didn't. Um, so every Sunday he would pick me up for dad visit day. Uh-huh, sure. And, and what would that involve? Your dad visit day? Like what plans? Like was it good time? Nothing. Uh, okay. It was. It, I mean, if I told you the truth, you'd be like, "Ugh, right. that's not fun at all." Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> so far, this story has been nothing but a delight. <laughs> the the woman, the woman he was on the date with, uh-huh. ended up being very verbally abusive. Oh, okay. To to me, right? So, um, which he allowed. 
So that was kind of the dynamic wow. on Sundays. Because he but, could stick his wife maker in her. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff I don't want to do in a show because I don't... Right. It's like... That's too true. Yeah, it's too true. It's and everyone's just, like, well, this isn't... Right. Like, I always think of uh, uh, Hannah... Uh, Hannah Gatsby? H- Hannah Gatsby. I watched her show and she just started about having this accident, this horrible accident. And that's kind of like sort of the level you want to go to. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to get like... And then I was raped in prison. Oh, I mean, I feel like if you were raped in prison, that is a good... Do you think that's a that's good That's a good story. But like, if like... And then my dad started punching me. That's not so... Yeah. Happy. I mean, I never had that. I never had right. physical abuse. Well, I probably did, but... Um, so anyway, so every Sunday he'd pick me up and he would get... we get in the car, I'd be like 10, and he'd go, hey, I gotta cash your check. Right. Well, I mean, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Right. So where are you gonna go? What's open? The liquor store. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so he would drive to a bar called Matucci's. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. And then he would leave me in the parking lot and he would go inside for hours. Right. Well, I mean, it does take a long time to cash the check. Cash and check is hard. I mean, at a bank, it'll take minutes. That's where they do it usually. But at a bar. But at a bar, right. there's a whole complicated process of, may I have a beer? So, oh, Larry, you know how I come here every day for years? On the same day and ask you to switch this piece of paper out for money? Could you do that again? I'm just pretending like I needed to buy a beer. Bars have a complicated system of checks and balances. Right. When it comes to you know, giving money. Like, right. So that has to go through a, a process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why bars didn't go under during the financial crisis. Is that it? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I learned so many fun facts on Topop. I know. Faux fop. So anyway, so next door was a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So I would be given like almost enough money to buy a meal. And then I would just sit at Taco Bell and eat and wait until <laughs> he returned. Right. And it would often be hours. Well, that's fun. I mean, Great memories. A, there's something there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a little something there. I mean, there's a Taco Bell cross promotion, if nothing else. That's right? what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, is then later when I went on tour in the South, I had this crazy, like I would only eat at Taco Bell. And as I got older, I was like, oh, because it was like my comfort place. It's your place. comfort place. It's your safe space. So like my safe space is like eating about. garbage. Well, <laughs> that's in you can't find. Taco Bell. It's your safe space. Did your dad bring a date home? Fill yourself with ground meat. <laughs> Terrible ground meat. Is there an emptiness inside you that we can fill with tacos? Yes, there is. Is it horrible ground meat? Do you like a little bit of horse in there? In there? really interesting and how do you feel like your dad will react to you speaking about these things I don't know you know he hasn't I made a joke about him on the album that wasn't flattering mm-hmm. he didn't say anything about it uh, well I mean you, have to, you do have to download that album though for money so maybe he hasn't been able to cash a check have. that is true you know that is true it's often iTunes won't take a check <laughs> <laughs> he still tries to download stuff at the bar from iTunes. Right, yeah. No. It's like, Gary. <laughs> is this know? not, are we not doing, can I? I've had three beers. Is it not downloaded no, Can yet? I download something? Right. <laughs> so, um, see, so yeah, he, I think he listens to everything that I do. But he doesn't talk to you about it? Never. He'll, he'll like, do you get, feel like an example. he adjusts his behavior because of it? Or do you yes. think it's, I'm no doubt in my mind that he is now adjusting his behavior because of the way I talk about him. Okay. Well, is that a positive? Yeah, because I don't have to deal with the bullshit. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh yeah. He like when we were at our family reunion, he comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, so how is New York?" Meaning, you never told me you were going to New York, but you talked about it on the podcast, and I'm following you. Right. So how was New York? He did also ask the same question of Tony Stark after the Avengers movie. <laughs> so it's just his standard go-to. He does it with all the characters. Right. Yeah. They- as if they're all having real lives. Sees <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale in the street. So how are you and Anne Hathaway? <laughs> you guys happy? I feel like you're a good couple. <laughs> Robin, what are you doing with the the cave and stuff? What are you going to do with that? Yeah, what are you... What you, you got any plans? You got any plans for the cave? You're going to just leave it <laughs> as is or give it a Robin twist? What are you... <laughs> Yeah, so that's those are the two ideas I have for that might be able to be turned into bits. I'm sure the the first one I'll, I'll be able to turn into a bit. Oh my god, your dad insane. bringing a date home? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's an, I just I would love to be able to talk to him about what his thought process was, or whether he had right? a thought process. Like, I, I would imagine his thought process was, I'm doing it. I'm worried that people know. So if I bring her, I'm gonna home, own it. Oh, it we just seem like I'm not. Right. I mean, why would a guy yeah. who is fucking someone bring that same person right. to his family home? That person would have to be insane. Insane. And, but here's the, <laughs> here's the flaw of the whole idea. So right. that you could possibly see someone pulling that off because it's so audacious. Oh, no, I agree. But, it's the pro- but the problem is, is that whiskey exists. Uh, and so yeah. then they, they're both drunk. So they both start getting lubed up and then they're on a date. <laughs> I feel like in that situation, I might stay a bit more. Like, I might just go, you know what? I'm going to have to be on point tonight. Yeah. I might, like, you know. Yeah, you know what? I'll have a water between the whiskeys. Yeah, but he can't, you know. No, right. Alcoholic, right? Yeah. Can't do it. So that's your problem. Yeah. It's the truth serum was yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't even just, like, it's, I mean, you're married. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I could very easily be just a fucking lunatic, you know, murderer like it could have gone either way you know what i mean i was raised that poorly right that i like when i if when i've you know been in therapy a few times and the therapist is always like well i mean it's amazing you are what you are here's the good news you could be a monster <laughs> <laughs> uh i've looked at everything and all the ingredients to make a monster are here we could definitely have made a monster of what happened easily luckily you just have a podcast <laughs> So the whole thing, the the whole idea is like, where does anger come from? Uh-huh. And that's where anger comes from because the whole. The, I love when people go, "Why are you so angry?" Right. They don't want the truth. No, you know what I mean. They want to be like, "Well, a guy, you know, this guy, I, my career didn't work out, yeah. And so you know, I'm mad about that." But they don't want to hear like, "Well, why am? I, oh, my dad broke my arm fourteen times. What? What? No, I don't want to hear. Like, no. they don't want to hear someone tell Nobody the truth. Nobody wants to hear that. So if I sat there, and went, well, my dad brought home dates, and he used to leave me in parking lots for hours at a time and never paid attention to me. No, I didn't oh, want to know. I just thought you didn't like Under the Dome. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I just thought you weren't a fan of Stephen King. I, I was defending Stephen. I, I look back on this now and I realize Stephen doesn't need to defend me. He's rich. He's done very well. But I thought you were just angry at Stephen King. It turns oh. out... Anger comes from somewhere right, else. Right, it's yeah. from somewhere else. Yeah. 
I mean, that's... I, I've... Uh, and I don't want to go into this too much because it's someone else's business and I'm careful about protecting them from this. But I have had someone very close to me who has anger issues, Uh uncontrollable anger issues. And you can see exactly where they come from. Like with those sort of people. I always say it's like, and I've used this analogy on the show before, but I watched that show Intervention. Uh And the first half of it is always like, oh my God, you hilarious freak. Yeah. How can you be addicted to feeding yourself through a tube? Yeah. And then halfway through, you realize why. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so some dude stuck his dick in your mouth and now you don't want to put anything in your mouth? Okay, yeah, that, that, you know what? That actually does make a lot of sense. Tube yourself up. I'll get you some tube. Hang on. I'll go and get some garden hobe and you can tube yourself up. Because I can understand after you had 17 priest cocks in your mouth, you were like, you know what? I'm just keeping my mouth shut now. Mm -hmm. And it, often when you, see someone so ridiculously fucked up in whatever way. Yeah. Like, it's hard not to think of them as a human being and where that came from. Right, that's the thing. Like, like, in the same way as, like, I mean, we joke sometimes about, like, you know, you do that thing you go, when you see a stripper or if someone's, like, sending nude photos uh-huh. on the internet, you think, oh, okay, where was your dad or whatever. Yeah, who diddled. But the, but the other thing is, like, there are some people who just choose that as a life and blah, right. blah, blah. But a lot of the time, you've just got to go, okay, well, why are you doing this? Where does yeah. this come from? Yeah. What's and the as deal? soon as you think about where it comes from, it's a lot harder to it's, enjoy it. <laughs> no, if you go into a strip club and think, where are you going? I'm going down to the Diddle Ladies Memorial. What? Well, it's a, it's a hall. It's like they constructed a building for ladies who have been diddled. Right. And I'm going to go throw money at them. They, they well, do that pro- sounds terrible. They do provocative dances. Are they clothed? No, no, they take the clothes off. And so you're going to give them money? I'm going to throw money at them. And they were molested by their right. f- father? Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> column A, column B, right? No one's throwing money at me because I had a happy childhood. So, But you seem like you're the worst person in the building. I'm throwing money at them. <laughs> Do you not understand? Yeah, but they're wounded. Right. And they're doing, they're sexualizing themselves because that's all they know about themselves. Right. And you know what? I'm patching up their wounds with, with dollar bills <laughs> that I throw It seems like at you're them. perpetuating the problem. Oh, am I? Because you know what? They're already broken. Oh. Do you want to be poor and broken? Or do you no. want to be rich okay. and broken? Yeah, you make right? a good point. Yeah. You make a good point. Right. Yeah. I'm a humanitarian. Yes, you are. I'm much like Mother Teresa. Mm. If Mother Teresa lived in LA, she'd be throwing money at strippers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's no lepers in LA. True that. Yeah, it's terrible because the other thing is, like, I mean, even when you, if you want to then break it down even further, you've got to then look at pornography, which, like, right. I mean, a lot of people and, like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that I've never looked at pornography. And again, you're talking about, I'm assuming in a lot of cases, people who are in situations where I don't think it's, it's really someone's first choice. I'm guessing, right? Right. So it might not be like, you know, my uncle touched me funny or whatever, but it might be I'm so desperate for cash that I'm willing to do something that if I was not desperate for cash, I would never do in my life or whatever. Permanently alter my life. Right. I'll never forget I watched, I think it was HBO, but I watched a a documentary. They used to have a documentary series. It was really amazing. And they would like follow three people. And so they followed three girls doing porn and one was like been in it for a while. Uh Another one was... I think trying to get out and the third one wanted to and she was trying to get into it so they follow her through that process and then she makes a porn and pretty much decided halfway through it 
that she didn't want to be doing this. Right. But still had to make it. Of course. So I would think that last half of the porn seems like rape. Right, though. Because right? It's, it? she, she doesn't really want to be she doing it. She doesn't want to be doing it, but she's in, in doing the, it. In the same way as you can be having sex with somebody and if something gets a bit, like, they feel like suddenly we're not into that. Yeah. Because this is the thing that comes up a lot with, like, what they call date rape, which is just yes. rape, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, if someone in the middle of something says, hey, you know what, I'm not cool with this anymore. Yeah. Then... You stop. It stops. Yeah. Like, and... But, but you, in this movie... But in this movie, you don't... You don't... If you stop, they're like, cool, we're going to sue you because you're acting... So then the end of it was just like she made that one and then left the business. But it's there forever. Right. You don't actually leave the business. No. Ever. It's a business you don't get to leave. Like if I had a job as a garbage man and I didn't want to pick up people's garbage anymore and I decided to quit and do another job, that means I'm no longer a garbage man. But if you do porn, you're always a porn star. But here's the good news. That $800 cash you got will set you up for the rest of your life. So that's, I mean, again, we're that's not right. looking at the upside. She did get to buy a house. Right. With that $800 cash. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awful, but, and yet, sexually titillating. Well, it is though. Yeah. I mean, and that's... It is. I, I think constantly we are, we are challenged by, you know our desires and our but not just like when it comes to sex you know your desire to have cheap things and good things and whatever that means that someone at some stage of that process is suffering because of what you want to have right right yeah like I mean look I'm on an Apple computer recording this fucking thing Uh and I'm you know like I have an iPod and I have an iPhone and and there's a guy with three fingers in a factory in China that is happy you're enjoying your a factory with a net out the window. Yeah, so they can So that when they try jump. to kill themselves, they land in the net. Like, that's... But it's an iNet. Right. But here's the good news, is that I have a computer more powerful than the first rocket that went into space in my right. hand for less than $600. Worth so, it. Right. Yeah, everybody's suffering somewhere. Right. So... It's, yeah, it, but it is... I mean, and obviously, as human beings, you would just stop doing anything if you... Right, you can't... Because at the end of the day, it's corporations making the decisions. And I guess you could starve Apple, but then Samsung's doing the same thing. Like right. Anybody making that stuff is doing the same thing. They're all doing it. So what do you do, though, then? What is your moral responsibility in that situation? Fuck, I don't know. What is your moral? I, I, I've, like, what am I, like, it's like, take gasoline companies. They're all so awful, it's insane. They kill people. They destroy environments around the world. They don't give a shit. They're, but it's all of them. It's not like there's one. You go, you know what? I'm going to switch to BP. Right. Or whatever. Because they've all done horrible, horrible things. And you know what? I don't want to walk anywhere. Right. right. Well, I can't walk anywhere. I live no. in LA. Right. I, I have a kid. But you can't even take public transport in this city. You can't. It takes too long. I know I know people that do it, but it's a, a difficult life. Unless you have a lot of money, you could take a car, You could, but then you're taking a car. Right. It's still a car. Yeah. I guess you could do, you can do the, you could buy a Nissan Leaf, but then you're just using up the energy from the coal fired plant out in the desert. <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. And this is all because that guy diddled his daughter and she became a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about God, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so what else is going on, David? What's, uh, what's going on in your world? What's been, what's been the major issue top of mind? in your world at the moment that's a good question uh i don't know 
I have a, I have a, I, it's not a, a condition I want to talk about, but I have a chronic pain thing happening. This, oh, that really? Might be, might be permanent that I'm not really enjoying. Oh my God. As someone who lives with chronic pain and has done for seven or eight years now. And they say that out of 22 million Australians, 3 million Australians live in some kind of really? chronic pain. That's a lot, isn't That's it? That's a lot. I mean, a lot of it's older people, people over 70 in particular. Right. Yeah. The shit's just broken. Right. Yeah. And you're just in pain all the time. Yeah. You see those, I mean, there's nothing that breaks my heart more than one of those old people down the street who you're like, you left home yesterday and you're still, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like the people are moving so slow that you're like. And then they just stop and take a break and you're right? like, you just stopped because you moved four feet. Right. Yeah. Like how long does it take you to do stuff? It's, I mean, um, it terrifies it's unbelievable. me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I might, I don't know. I'm, I, it's been going on for two months and I'm seeing different doctors and now I'm going to another guy. We'll see if it, if, if it has helped, but yeah, I find um, the whole uh, chronic pain thing a really interesting um, thing to deal with because I try to do it mostly without, you know. Um, well, you don't want to get hooked on medication, right? Right. Yeah. But some and you know the great the thing is when you have chronic pain, they will offer you proper medication. Right. Like they'll offer you good shit, like oxy. Uh, well, I think you can get oxy, yeah. like for that sort of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I once, when I had, was really bad, had a thing called endone, which is essentially, you know, it's heroin, you right. know, essentially. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming home from, because uh, I didn't take them all, because I mean, again, uh, I didn't want to. Let me say something right now. I've done, I've done uh, uh, meth, uh, methadone, is that what it's called? That's the one they get off heroin, methadone. Yeah. Morphine. 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 I've done morphine. Morphine, which is heroin, basically. It's the same stuff. It's terrific. I mean, oh yeah. Well, yeah in the hospital. There's was... doctors who are addicted to it because they yeah. they shoot themselves up and it's quite clean if you take it in a clinical sort of way. Uh-huh. And yeah. I mean, I remember when I had endone, I vomited and you know, I am like, I hate vomiting and yeah. I'm terrified by vomiting and yeah. I, I vomited and was just like, I'm back. Like, <laughs> just and like I was like, oh my God, this is like the Let's greatest drug <laughs> of all time. I faced my biggest fear. I could probably, sh- I could probably shit myself in public right now and I'd be cool with it. I would not have to walk into the ocean. If I shit myself right now, I'd be like, oh well, I still got some more endone. Well, you know, when I was in the hospital, I had had surgery. So that was just, they had like a little thing I could press the button and give it to myself. Oh. And so I was just like, ding, 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 you know, just right. hitting the button and the, and the doctor came in the next day and he was like looking and he goes, are you in a lot of pain? And I go, no, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> and he turns out, never the, felt better. He turns out the nurse, he goes, end of the morphine. <laughs> and I was like, woo, I'm out it's of like, time. <laughs> come here. You're not going to do this. Seriously, mate, just come here for a second. My dad. <laughs> hilarious. So, my dad and my mum are still married. <laughs> wait, wait, no, you're going to love this. It's really funny. So, my mum cooks dinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most serious health thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, that's a tough one. I haven't had a lot of. I mean, the worst thing that happened to me was my knee. Uh, basically, my knee there was it hurt to walk, and it got so bad that sometimes it would just give out. So I would be walking oh, down the street yeah. and I would just fall down because uh-huh. my knee would just and you know be like I couldn't put any pressure on it. And that went on for a while. James Brown syndrome, right? James Brown syndrome. Did you drop your knee and go, I can't go on? <laughs> no, I would Brown just roll syndrome. around. Right. <laughs> I would just roll around and go, my dad brought home a date. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all related. Trust me. <laughs> it's some old person who doesn't actually want to hear from you, but can't move on. 
So at the time, I don't think I had proper health insurance, and then I got proper health insurance through the Screen Actors Guild and went to see a doctor, and he gave me an MRI or what it was, and it was like, he's like, you have the worst torn up knee cartilage wise. Oh, it was cartilage, yeah. It's just all cartilage, just mess. So he cleaned it up and ever since then it's been fine. But I that's when I went from like one eighty to two oh five. Like it everything just skewed. Like I just was fucked after that. Right. And ever since that I've had a hard time taking the weight off. So well, it, it because just, it's harder to exercise and stuff as well. Right. I mean one of the things I have to be really conscious about with my hips now is my weight. Because yeah. they say that for every kilo because uh, the, the the most weight you carry on your hips is the rest of your body. Like every day, right, right? Right. So they say that for every one kilo you could lose off your upper body, that's four kilos of combined weight on your hips. Wow. So like literally one kilo, if you put on like, which I did when I came to America after the comedy festival this year, put yeah. on like four kilos. Yeah. So that's suddenly like, you know, whatever that is, like 16, 16. kilos of combined weight that yeah. I'm carrying around on my hips. And, and when, but when you can't go for a run or anything, it's very hard to then lose four kilos. Right. It's like, yeah, so I find that. What do you do for exercise? Do you walk? Do you do yoga? So yoga's really good for it, mm-hmm. but I have to go and find a, um, a person who can... What, what I probably have to do is when I'm back home, just get someone to come around the house and do a, yoga with me. Like someone who will focus on that area. Right, because I can't do a lot of the yoga exercises yeah. because of the fact that like... Because a lot of my pain comes from... I had this, and this is probably something I'm going to talk about in next year's show, but I went and had this massive um, uh, d- diagnosis and overhaul and went and saw the big expert in Australia, uh-huh. and, and it was really good. It was great. Mr. Hips? Mr. Hips. Yeah. Dr. Hips. Dr. Hips. Professor Hips. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be in the board game Clue, <laughs> and then <laughs> branched out into... Well, he murdered a guy and he got kicked right, out. Right. He got yeah. osteoarthritis. With and a he rope was, in the right. library. <laughs> and he was like, well, what's a rope doing in a library? Like, it didn't I make sense. That. Yeah, it didn't make sense. So, um, he's a, a he's the expert in the field, and he was mm-hmm. he was really good about um, uh, he was really good about uh, basically just uh, you know telling me what I can and can't treat, but right. also running me through what pain was good pain and bad pain. Oh, because when you have pain, yeah, it's very hard for you to differentiate between is this pain that comes from I'm damaging my hips more uh-huh. or is this pain that comes from because what happens is everything around your hips starts working wrong to try to right, stop you being in so much pain. Yeah. And a lot of my pain is actually those other things. Yeah. So like things muscles like, tweaking and right. yeah. So things like yoga and Pilates and stretching uh-huh. and all those sort of things will actually hopefully right. help me reduce my pain. But right. I've tried to go to some regular yoga classes. And they don't get it. And you're just so terrible at doing yeah. what everybody else is doing that I don't think I'm actually getting the value out of it that I need. Well, you do lay downward dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst pose of them all. <laughs> I do doggy style. I just, I just, in the corner, like mime fucking an invisible person. People are like, is that Kesha fucking it's- a ghost? <laughs> Well, that was a callback. <laughs> hey, well, to us, it's a callback from one day ago. Yeah, but it, like, like, the, oh my God, that's like a... Is that from August? like a seven-month callback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to... I'm. I, I think that I might get like a... Because there's people who just come over and do like... Yeah, like personal training. They'll just come over and do a private yoga yeah. session. So I think when I go back home, that's probably what get I'll... Get yourself a yogi. Get myself a yogi. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. 
And I assume it will be some hot woman. Yeah, hopefully. I hope right? so. Right? right? Or, That's okay. Or like a. Or like a like a. I would like it to be like a 600 pound uh, ex bass player whose band didn't work out <laughs> and he got into yoga treatment. Does he have a ponytail? Yeah, he's got a ponytail right. and, uh, and an earring <laughs> and, uh, and a tattoo of a spider on his face. <laughs> and then he's got another tattoo right underneath his neck. That says uh, fixing it with yoga. <laughs> <laughs> um, how high up your neck uh, do tattoos go before you've decided I never want a job? Man, I, I don't. I'm I'm not a tattoo guy. Right. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's anything my son could do that would bum me out more than if he started getting tattoos. Oh, interesting. I have a real thing. So I guess I, when tattoos. I was in uh, Toronto. I was staying on a place called um, uh, Queen Street West, which is kind of like a hipstery part of the city. Uh-huh. And it's great. Like, cool bars, cool restaurants, like, yeah. good shops. And it's fun. It was, like, one of those areas that used to be, like, the kind of the dodgy, dangerous part. Yeah. And now that's moved a few blocks further yeah, on. Now and cool. now it's cool, yeah. right? And I've never seen more people with tattoos. Like, right. everyone seemed to have a tattoo. And even I was like, oh, fuck, there's a lot of tattoos. It doesn't seem like anybody gets a tattoo anymore, though. No. They're just like, you know what? I got one. I'm going to do everything. Right. I, I don't know. I some part of me has thought maybe I should just get a tattoo to get over my thing of tattoos, and then I won't have so much because I judge them. I'm like, ugh, what's wrong with you? I, and it's so crazy because everybody has tattoos, right? So it's just bullshit, weird thing that I have. No, but I understand that because like I have a tattoo, and but I just have one tattoo, mm. and. I kind of was gonna always gonna get more, but then everyone got more, and yeah. I was kind of like, oh, now everyone's got more. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that it's, I will. It seems weird now. Like it's like, it doesn't seem like there's anyone that just gets a tattoo anymore. Well, you know the thing that I find interesting about it is that like we all understand that things are in fashion for a yeah. while. Like you know, right. things go through fashions. Mm-hmm. But tattoos are really like you saying, I was so into this fashion the, that yeah. I am gonna wear this fashion forever. Forever. Like it's like someone getting a Choose Life T-shirt in the 80s and just going this is all I'm ever wearing for the rest of my life and sometimes it'll be cool and most of the time it won't <laughs> but I've committed to it most of the time you'll have not. some sweet spots you know yeah. like right now you could get around in a choose life t-shirt yeah. and people would be like oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. high five man <laughs> life. very ironic hilarious not knowing you've been wearing it since 1985 <laughs> come back tomorrow I'll put my hypercolor one on man <laughs> Only two shirts I own. Used to have a Frankie Says Relax, but I wore it out. Look at this. <laughs> and so, it's... Here's what's going to happen with tattoos, because everyone's getting them so, like, just covered in them now. Yep. Then in 10 years, it's going to be looked at as not cool to have tattoos, right? I mean, that of rebound course. happens. Of course it will. And then be. there's going to be all these people who are... Like, it's almost like a scarlet letter. Like, you're, like, you're wearing this thing that... It just says, I'm not cool. Well, more than, I mean, I think more than that, what we're going to see, and we're already seeing it, is that um, laser technology for removing tattoos, oh, it's yeah. going to just go through the roof yeah. for how good that technology is. But is Because it, the demand and the fact that people can make money out of a demand, yeah, yeah. like that will happen. Did, I have I mean, no doubt. I've never seen it. Does it completely take it off though? Or do you, does your skin just look weird? Um, you know what? Like I've seen, it, I think it depends on like how dense the tattoo is and yeah. how many times you, but I've seen people get them essentially completely removed. Yeah. And 
But I think it's pretty painful and very expensive. I would to imagine. Do it. I saw a guy in uh, in Austin who was green. Now, I don't mean like a little bit green. Like he dyed everything on him green. Like he just he said he went into the tattoo place and he was like, you know who I love, Kermit. Or I would really like. Could I look like a hardcore Kermit? What about Green Lantern? Everywhere, me. I'm the lantern. He had green everywhere. He had. So he had no eyebrows. He had a little. It looked like they had he had ball bearings put in. I, his yep, eyebrows yep, are sure. That's a thing that yep. you know of. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, that's a bull. People put metal in their heads a lot now. Yeah, I mean, why? And people they? have horns and stuff. They put like yeah. uh, coral or whatever, and they graft it to their skull, and then it grows over the skin. Grows I mean, over that's, and they have horns. That's unnecessary. Well, I, I feel it is. It'll keep your hat on. Jim, it will keep your hat on. In wind. Yeah, maybe that's the deal. I mean, it's practical. If you go into a windy place, might right. as well get some horns. Right? No, right. they say. So, so I taught. He was like trying to do. He was like doing comedy at this open mic in Texas, and and uh, and he was bald. Like everywhere was green. No. And I was like, so what's his deal? And someone was like, well, he open. He was open up for this like. He was like opening up for a band or something, and he was doing like alternative acts of like so swallowing swords and stuff. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, he was but a sideshow guy. But some places you go to. The club's like, you can't do that for insurance reasons. Our insurance won't allow it. So then he can't sell a sword, so he had to do something else. So he was trying to do stand-up in, in place of it. But it was just ordinary stand-up, which was even crazier. You ever got, You guys ever notice uh, that coffee is really big these days? Uh, yeah, we have noticed that. But uh, what we've noticed also is that you're green. You're completely green. Hey, what's the deal with Starbucks? What's the deal with you being the same color as the Starbucks logo? Maybe that's an issue. Hey, you guys care about the environment? You're green. <laughs> you ever get, get why why do you get why do I always get pulled aside in the TSA line? Cuz you're green. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dating's hard, right? I mean, Cuz you're it? green. <laughs> <laughs> I get pulled over by the cops all the time. <laughs> And I do not know why. It's like it's because you're green. <laughs> <laughs> you're a completely green man. Well, anyway, my mom stopped talking to me, and I'm trying to. I believe it's because you're green. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm was... not getting a lot of green screen work in movies because <laughs> you're invisible. When you go on a green screen, you're invisible because you are green. You would totally be invisible. Also, I'm amused right now at what my neighbors in this hotel are thinking oh, right. about. The guy hearing... next door is yelling green. Is everything okay? <laughs> is everything all right over there? I felt really sorry for that guy. I don't know what I was supposed to feel, but I was like, man, you can't do anything in life in which you can't stop doing it. You uh, know I, what I mean? You know what? When I see something like that, I feel, I mean, I feel envious. What? Sometimes I am green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, anyway, nicely done. rest of the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Dave. Uh, there's something that I've been seeing a lot around LA recently, speaking of body transmorphization, uh, uh, is uh, freeze your fat off. Have you seen the posters, oh, the billboards yeah, for this? I, freeze I, your fat off. I have. It came. We had the lap band, but the lap band ones went away. Right. I think there were lawsuits. There was a lot of lawsuits because they didn't work. Like the cheap ones in particular, it turns out, yeah, you know, they don't work quite as well. Well, yeah. Also, you're you're 
stopping a bodily function and I assume that's not great. It'd be right. Like, you know, you're putting a rubber band on something. Like that's never that never sounds good. Can't you just right? can't you just make the room for less food inside me? <laughs> can't you just stop I putting keep this- putting food in here. Can you make it so I can't put it in here? Why don't you stop eating? No, put something on me that clamps it. Why don't you just stop eating? No, I I need a rubber band. I've had a few friends who's had, who've had some success with the lap band surgery, like you know people who yeah. who really did have issues with their eating that came just, from other places that you know like right. There are people like that, but those people are few and far between. Right. Sometimes, really. well, what we tend to be off, what what we tend to be offering people is an easy solution. Right, right. Well, they, well th- this for some the, people it's very necessary that that it's their final fair, thing and they can't do anything. Or they're going to die. Yeah, and then, but then there are people that go in and they're like, "Doctor, I have these little bumps on my side," and instead of going, "Well, go to the fucking gym and stop yeah. eating sausages," is there some way you can freeze them off me? Yeah, is there not? Is there a way you can, can just freeze, freeze it and then we'll just? To, I don't understand how that works. So they freeze it and then what happens? Do they cut I, you open and crack it out? Do you know what? I've never <laughs> right like a like you would like a like an ice sculpture. How is that? I figure they bash it with a little hammer so it breaks up and then, and then uh, you shit it? it out like an ice machine. <laughs> like you get that little rumble in your tummy and then it just spits out. Like, Who wants an icy? Um, I don't know how it works. In fact, because I've only ever seen the posters. I've never really investigated because it just seems like one of those things like in, in 10 years, if everyone's like, oh yeah, I froze my fat off and now I feel fantastic and no one's died of... Right. Yeah, your liver suddenly fucking falling out of your ass or whatever. Right. Then, you know, all right. I think but, it's, it's probably better than, if you think about it, just, I'm, I assume that they freeze it and then they cut the person open and then they take off the No, it's a, it's a non-invasive uh, thing from what I've seen in the... So what is it, like liquefied and then it, and then you shit it out or piss it out? All right. It's got to go somewhere, right? It can't, you can't just freeze it and then go, oh, you're good. All right. There's a uh, Fox News article on it so we know that it will be um, truthful it'll be absolutely truthful righteous Uh, here we go want to lose that stubborn fat without going under the knife I do yes I do then go to the gym no (laughs) right I was going to say I feel like there's another option want to lose that stubborn fat without going under the knife cool sculpting might be for you oh it sounds cool it sounds really cool cool sculpting super cool not freeze your fat off no that's really hard. but I would go for some cool sculpting you negatively branded it uh, the quick FDA approved. Oh, what's well, FDA oh, quick. approved? And so, a quick and FDA. It's quick. I love a quick FDA approval. Uh, procedure works by freezing a targeted area of fat through a non-invasive applicator while leaving the outside layers of your skin unaffected. That's weird already. That they can freeze your fat inside you without without any invasive. But but I mean, are they putting a needle in? Like, what's their what's their version of invasive I can tell you this Dave oh, okay. how does it work is yeah. the question that is asked yeah lay it on me your doctor will place a device on the target areas that pulls the fat bulges in between two cooling panels in order to freeze the fat cells beneath the skin oh my god I mean first of all if anybody ever says that your body has a target area something's gone horribly wrong <laughs> Uh, so they so they pull it out. So you have to have enough fat for them to pull it out right. and place it between a couple of yep. panels. So you put your man boob in between right. some panels. Yeah. You put your man boob in the ice tray. <laughs> Slide it right in here, buddy. Uh, the treatment takes about an hour, depending on the uh, area that's being treated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... But they haven't explained to me. They explained to me how it freezes. They don't explain to me how it goes away. Uh, okay. Uh, who is it for? Um, it is ideal for anyone who has... 
exercise resistant unwanted bulges of fat so they do imply that for the people who can't right you should try to exercise it off oh, first. you should and then when you try a couple times and you go well this isn't going this anywhere. is very hard this is difficult and i'm I, sweating I, I, I ran for two hours and i'm still fat god i lifted it up and i put it back down is that not enough <laughs> While almost anyone could be considered a candidate for the procedure. Nice one. Uh Well done. Well done, yeah. Uh, The current applicators are only intended to treat pockets of fat. Oh, well, that's your problem if you're walking around with pockets of fat. Yeah, I don't want pockets of fat. I mean, I don't think I shouldn't have pockets just in general. Right. My body doesn't have pockets. I'm not a kangaroo. Right. Uh, On such areas as the flanks or lower and upper abdomen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it effective? Yeah. According to the doctor, most patients experience between 20 and 25% reduction of fat in the treatment site. So no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't understand though. They're just freezing it. While it takes about two to four months to see noticeable reduction from cool sculpting. What? How do you know that you're not? It's not just a self-fulfilling prophecy at that stage. Like if you, it's gonna take, oh if it takes two to four months, right? Surely in that time you're gonna watch your diet a bit more because you've just no, spent your like, money on okay, your cool sculpting. Now that you've done this procedure, you can't eat sugar and you right. can't eat, eat no beer and no pie. Oh yeah, for the recovery. Yeah, for the you're recovery. You're not allowed to eat bread and cheese. <laughs> and it works! Oh my god, you lost all that weight. It's amazing. Um, oh, here we go. You, you actually, you've you've almost preempted what they've said. Oh I'm God! Uh, while it takes about two to four months to see a noticeable reduction from cool sculpting, the end results are said to be long term and are, in quotes, ideally maintained by healthy eating and exercising. What the fuck? Oh my God! It's so horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. This is. If you gain a considerable amount of weight after the procedure, Mm -hmm. the weight will be evenly distributed to the remaining fat cells in the body. Yeah, no, that's a lie. So you'll just get like fat eyelids or something instead of... How how did... Oh, the FDA is so full of shit. Uh, All right. So, uh, where does the fat go? Here we go. Is it said? Yeah, where does the fat go? Uh, Your body digests the dead fat cells and clears them through the lymphatic system like any other energy source. Yes, you pee the fat out. Ah. However, no cases of painful urination or visible changes in the urine have been reported as of yet. (laughs) Well, thank God when you pee out your fat, it doesn't hurt. I mean, that's just a plus. What are the risks? Can I... Question, is there a fact sheet? If I pee in my partner's mouth, will my partner get fat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then that's out for the time being. For the time, for the two to four months. <laughs> uh, what are the risks? Uh, the doctor assured us there are no long-term risks or complications associated with cool sculpting, or at least we haven't been done it, doing it for long enough to find out yet. <laughs> right. Uh, but there are common side effects. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Including temporary bruising and numbness in the area where the applicator was placed. Blindness. So sometimes you can go numb from freezing a part of your body. <laughs> it's amazing. Some patients- So it's bad for you. I mean, because in my, in my book, when you, when you do something that bruises yourself, that's your body's way of saying, don't do that, that hurts. Oh, not if you, don't, not if you numb it first. Oh, perfect. 
Some patients may experience tightness mm-hmm. or tingling in the area of treatment. Oh, as if uh, you've been numbed or <laughs> as if you shouldn't be doing that. Both of these can last from several days to a few weeks. Oh, perfect. You know what I would like? A numb belly. I mean, who doesn't want that? How much does it cost? How much do you think it would cost? 2000 It's actually, you know what? You'd be surprised how cheap it is then. Prices for school sculpting range from, cool sculpting range from $750 and up per area oh each love handle is considered one area so if you were going to do you'd have to do both love handles because right. no you can't do one side you look like a weirdo I mean what what, what happened what happened to you uh, I've, I've just got a love handle now <laughs> I used to have love handles but I've just got one why, love why handle why just one I don't understand well I mean his, me mm. and my girlfriend we like to play rodeo and they hold on with one hand. And she waves another <laughs> hand in the air. Like she's riding me. It's, uh, I'd like you to go away. Uh, what else should I know? Some doctors are more wary than others. Oh, interesting. A New York uh, City-based plastic surgeon warns that cool sculpting can leave a visible transition line from where the fat was frozen and where it was not, which she refers to as a step-off deformity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerry, I love your step. <laughs> So there's a there's a crazy step. It's like you, know you have what? a shelf. Well, here's the thing. Like you know, it's disgusting. Someone with love handles, but you know what's hot? Someone with a shelf. A shelf. Hey, because there's nothing better than be able to fuck someone and put their yeah, <laughs> drink on the shelf. Well, you can't fuck them and do it because they're moving, and the stuff would fall off the shelf. Oh, as a result, Copeland says she's not fully embraced the technique, but believes that over time, the cool sculpting technology will improve. So get in now. Is what oh, we're saying. good. So yeah. get in there now before, it's, before it improves. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, countdown to when it is banned, right? You'd think so, right? Yeah. I'm going to write, I'm going to, does cool sculpting work? Oh, boy. I wouldn't open up that can of worms. I mean, it works for people who like shelves on themselves. All right, here we go. I like this. I'm already excited because it's on a website called mum.com. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to mum. mum.com. Uh, so the mum's got, she's had a cool sculpting done. Uh, I'm one of the ideal candidates for the process. Someone that isn't really overweight has the right amount of body fat percentage and cannot seem to lose the baby fat around my midsection. Post. No, you're not. That's called natural body fat. <laughs> That's like saying you want to cut off your leg. That's not what it's... That just means it's supposed to be there. Your body is like, yeah, no, that's how your body shape is. Right. She uh, has posted the photos of before and after and she said, my thoughts... I don't see any huge difference in the treatment areas or really much difference at all. Me neither, to be honest. <laughs> Let me see. So, <laughs> I mean, not so substantial that you would there's, there's go no, under. There's no difference. In fact, if anything, in the second one, she's got a shelf. And then she goes into the doctor and she goes, well, look. And he goes, yeah, it worked. Right. You've got your shelf. You were, before you came in here, you were so fucking gross. <laughs> That as a doctor, I could barely look at you. And now you're beautiful. Get in the freezer. <laughs> get in the freezer. You sure? Is that what it, just get in the freezer. The next, you know they're going to come up with something that they inject into you and it just kills all the fat cells. And then they'll find out that that... The fat cells are actually whole, necessary? Yeah, that and there's a reason them. that they're in our body? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's yeah. That, I, mean, I mean, don't get me crazy. wrong. I would love to lose weight in an easy way. Like sure. I mean, if there was some yeah, you know. But I mean, the best way you can go right now is dysentery. Right. 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 How soon do you think it is that they'll be able to just offer dysentery <laughs> in a like in a pill or whatever? Like if you've got the Oscars coming up, it's a couple of weeks out. You're like, hey man, not, Atkins isn't going to do it for me. I'm not going to be around for like four or five days. I got a thing. I'm going to take some dysentery. What did you uh, do the week before the Oscars? Oh, I was in, uh, I went to India actually. Oh, why did you go to India? To help orphans? No, I licked some toilets. Just look good though, right? I look great, right? It's called the D, the big D. Uh, the big D. It's a new diet. Shit out my organs. Nothing wrong with it. That's how I fit in this dress. I thought I was never going to stop shitting. And you know what that means? With every shit, I was like, I'm losing weight, motherfucker. I mean, I was hospitalized at the end, but I lost about eight pounds. Right. Yeah. And you know the best way to get ready for a big night this? On the drip. On right? the drip. The D drip? The D drip. Yeah. It's, it is only a matter of time. People are shooting botulism into themselves already, so it's only right. a matter of time before they start grabbing the other. So what's the issue here? Like, is it that... Because as a society, we feel this pressure to conform. Like, I mean, you know, particularly in this town, like you look, walk around this town and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be... I mean, you know, if you're, if you're in show business, I mean, sure, there's some, there are some larger people, but for the most part, you have to be skinny. I was told to lose weight once by an agent. I was doing a, I did. I was going before I went to Montreal. I was doing a set, and my agent, I walk outside. My agent was like, "You got to lose some weight before you go to Montreal." I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Right. I didn't need. I'm a funny. Number one, I'm one of the funny guys. I actually don't need to be that guy. Right. Yeah. If I was able to lose weight, I wouldn't have had to be funny. <laughs> uh, I'm purposely chubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a terrible town for that kind of stuff. I mean, so, I can't tell you how many female actresses I know that have been told to lose weight. Oh, and like get work. And you see beautiful people turn into, you know. Well, they're horrifying looking. Right. Jennifer Connelly is the ultimate example of what happened to a beautiful woman. She was gorgeous, plump. Right. But awesomely But not healthy. plump at all. No, like perfectly like, like a woman human, shaped. Looked like a woman. Yeah. Looked and, like a human being. And now she's like Skeletor and it's awful. Yeah, it's... It's a bummer to, to look at her in any movie. You're like, I remember what you used to be. You I used know. to be great. Yeah. I, but also, I mean, I was watching, what is it? Bold and Beautiful. Like there was this woman, Taylor, in the Bold and the Beautiful who was like the lead sort of woman in this thing and was meant to be the beauty back in... When I was at yeah. uni, she was like the beautiful woman. Uh-huh. And now she looks like Joan Rivers you know yeah. like, and I'm like I get I hate that you work in an industry where you felt like that was yeah what you had to do yeah but people just talk about it as if oh well that's that's what, what you, you do. do that's what you do that's the thing okay there is a new show on called the Beverly no not the Beverly the Housewives you know there's the Housewives series right I do yeah the Housewives of Miami okay yeah and I don't think I have ever seen a more fucked up plastic surgery wise human being. Oh, really? It's, I mean, this woman's face, it's like it's, it, you know what it looks like? Did you ever see the movie Brazil? Oh, the, the Terry Gilliam movie? Yeah, and when he's yeah, stretching have, out yeah. the face, she looks like that. Oh, no. Uh, let's see if I can find it. All right. I'm, 
They're making uh, one of those housewives shows in Australia. They're doing like the real housewives of Turak or whatever in Melbourne. Oh, good. You guys are going to love these. These are great. It just shows humanity at its best. (laughs) It is so wonderful. I wish I knew what this. Oh, oh, I think that's it. Like when she, when this woman came on screen, I almost screamed. That's how scary it is. It's like, uh, what was the famous one? Jocelyn Wildenstein. The, do you remember her? The cat lady? Yeah, the cat lady. <laughs> she looks worse than the cat lady, in my opinion. Worse than the cat lady? Yeah, worse than the cat lady. Oh, my God. Maybe All you right. have to look it up on your... Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look it up. Right. So it's uh, the Real Housewives Real of Housewives Miami, Real Housewives right? of Miami. Okay, well, I'll... Uh, and she's one of the housewives? Yep, and okay. she is a monster. All right, let's have a look. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami... Let's have a look here. Ah! <laughs> did you did you see that? Uh, seriously? Was that real? You saw it? <laughs> it's like the first image that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not even. Oh. A, that's not even a human face. Oh my god! It's not a human face, right? Oh my god! Like. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like something out of the Fraggles. Like. Like <laughs> fucking David Bowie should be dancing around. Also, it's like she looks like a labyrinth woman. Ah, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, she looks. Ah! Like- <laughs> she looks like that a- one. She looks like a giant cabbage patch doll. Did you? Yeah, have cabbage she does. Patch? She doesn't look like a giant cabbage patch doll. Yes. By the way, it- that would be a great idea for a Madame Tussauds uh, spinoff, where all oh. the celebrities are made out of cabbage patch dolls. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be fucked up. Yeah, that'd be really fantastic. All right, uh, I feel like we've ground to a halt, but we've done our time. So that's what's her. The... What's her name? Can you see? Oh, her hang name? on, just right. so we yeah. can. Hang on, we'll go back. We should give her a shout out, yeah. right? We should give her a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I want to do the right thing by her. Um, hang on, I have to look it up again now. Um, she looks like a, a, a like a lion character from a crazy movie. She does. It. Oh, she looks a bit like. Um, uh, you remember that show Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Right, the dude who was yes. like living. She's got a bit of that about her. Yes. All right, let's she see totally if we can does. find out. Elsa. Her name's Elsa, I think. No, it doesn't really say there. Sorry, this is probably not the best way to. I'm clicking on photos of her in the hope that uh, she would. Uh... Well, you'd think they'd have her name there. I mean, right. she's clearly the big draw. Oh, hang on. <laughs> they must have been so excited when they when she came into casting. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you found more? Um, look, here is a someone has someone has posted a picture on the internet of her next to a muppet. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, when I put up this episode, I will try to uh, find this photo again and uh, post it on the website. But uh, one of the people from the band on the Muppet Show. Oh my god, she's terrifying. <laughs> Oh well, she it's, maybe she's very nice. Maybe she has a lovely personality. Yeah. Dave, people can find you at Dave Anthony on Twitter. Uh, they can find uh, your podcast, uh, The Dollop. They can listen to Walking the Room. They can see you live at the LA Podcast Festival doing uh, Walking the Room, but also doing the first ever live faux fop with Rove is going to be involved in as well. Uh, I am currently on tour: Perth, uh, Sydney, Canberra. 
and some other places as well. They'll all be posted uh, on the Facebook page. And of course, uh, if you like the podcast, uh, rate it on iTunes. We always appreciate that. Um, and if you like any of the quotes from the podcast, uh, tag them with uh, Tofop quotes on uh, either Twitter or on Tumblr. And uh, if you've ever, if you're on Tumblr, uh, the Tofop quotes page is worth a read. There's so many great chunks of dialogue and stuff. It's 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 really funny. I really enjoy yeah, it. So thanks great. to the guys who did that. Uh, Dave, do you have any final words? Um. 